This is the To The Point Podcast. Together with our ERISA attorney, we'll explore key Affordable Care Act and trending compliance topics, all in 15 minutes or less. Now here's our host, Sarah Gillespie. Hello, welcome to our To The Point Podcast. This is Sarah Gillespie. I'm the Compliance Director at Lipscomb & Pitts, and I am working today with our ERISA counsel, Stacey Barrow, from Marathas Sparrow Weatherhead & Lent. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Sarah. So what we're going to talk about today is one of my favorite topics. It's telemedicine. It is a fairly new benefit. It's been out for a few years now, but I think that its interest and importance to employers has been growing, and we see more and more and more employers adopting telemedicine. And so we thought from a compliance perspective, it might be helpful to share some of the good points, but some of the pitfalls also that you want to avoid when you implement a telemedicine plan. So first, just a quick outline. Telemedicine is basically a benefit that allows you to receive care over the phone. There are several different um, vendors out there that do a very good job. It's mostly going to be acute care kind of things. You're not going to go you know, to check on your, your asthma and get your prescriptions updated or things like that or for anything very serious. But for your acute care things, you know you've got a sinus infection, um, you get them regularly, you can describe the symptoms, you can get a prescription over the phone and easily pick it up on your way home from work or whatever, and it doesn't allow... It does allow for increased productivity because it doesn't take time away from work as much as waiting and sitting in a doctor's office and then, you know, employee um, time, just their personal time as well. It's a benefit for the employer to give for both of those reasons, the employer's purpose and for the employee's morale. So it's a great one to have. However, there are a couple of things that we want employers to know. So the first would be when you have a... Um, major medical plan that's paired with an HSA. When using that HSA and telemedicine, the two don't necessarily mix. And so, Stacy, can you explain why that is and maybe offer a solution? In order to be HSA eligible, um, you must be covered under a high deductible health plan, um, and you can't have any other group health plan coverage that offers care before that deductible is satisfied. Um, and so since telemedicine, it, it tends to cover a fairly broad range of non-emergency uh, common medical illnesses. It can also give referrals, uh, certain prescription drugs are coveraged, covered covered. Um, and so it is, there's a concern that the um, telemedicine program provides significant benefits in the nature of medical care or treatment such that it would disrupt HSA eligibility unless the employees are paying uh, what they call fair market value for the cost of the consult. And so the telemedicine programs can coexist with HSAs as long as employees essentially have to pay a copay for the cost of the, eight, uh, the telemedicine consult. So the reason we bring this up is because oftentimes um, telemedicine plans are not very expensive and employers will even pay for it 100%. We see that. We see sometimes there's, you know, cost share split between employer and employee to have this benefit. However, they often do not put a copay in place to use this benefit, in part because it's not very expensive and in part to incent employees to use it because if they do, and if it's a vendor that's not the same as 
against your medical carrier, your claims are kept out of the medical experience. So that's positive for the employer. So um, what Stacy's saying is that if you have an HSA plan, you do need to incorporate a copay for the telemedicine visit in order to satisfy the rules. So another thing that we wanted to point out is the use of a telemedicine plan as a standalone plan where there's no medical integration might cause a couple of problems. And Stacy, can you outline what those might be? Yeah, the, the issue is that ERISA is worded very broadly to apply basically to any arrangement sponsored by an employer that provides medical care or treatment. And so while you wouldn't normally think of a simple telemedicine program as a group health plan, um, it's not out of the question that the Department of Labor would disagree um, and basically say that the telemedicine program um, is, is an ERISA-covered benefit. And so that raises a couple of issues when you have employees who are covered under it and they're not covered through your major medical group health plan. Um, and it's, it's a real technical issue, but because the telemedicine program doesn't provide all of the ACA recommended preventive care benefits, the employees who are um, on the telemedicine program there potentially could be a penalty triggered of $100 per employee per day for those employees who are only covered under the telemedicine program. Um, you know, we don't know that um, the departments are kind of actively enforcing this, but it is a potential issue. And so employers, um, when they adopt these telemedicine programs, should just work closely with Lipscomb and Pitts um, and make sure that, you know, you know some of the, uh, um, the, the, the gray areas there and potential issues. Exactly. And one of the things that we try to suggest to employers when putting these plans into place is that it's only offered to those who are participating in the medical plan. That's the easiest way to make sure that you don't have to worry about the accepted status, the ACA accepted status of the plan, and that it's meeting the ERISA requirements. So um, just something to watch out for there, that if you have a telemedicine plan, you really want to be careful about offering it to waivers or to um, people who are not enrolled in the medical plan. Well, Stacy, thanks so much. Are there any other areas that we should watch out for or things we should know regarding compliance and telemedicine? Those are, are really the, the main issues to be concerned with. And like you said, I mean, it's a, it's a great benefit, very useful to employees, helps employers, you know, reduces, you know, absenteeism possibly. Um, it's just a, it's a great benefit. And so hopefully, uh, the regulators will, um, engage in some formal rulemaking and then we can really know you know exactly how we need to treat these plans. Definitely. And if they do that, we will probably record another podcast and share more about that information with you. Well, thanks so much for joining us. This has been our information on telemedicine until we hear more or learn more um, from the regulators. Join us next time. 